Holy Spirit, I pray that we would feel your presence among us and that we would know what it means to be humble. Amen. I think we can all agree that being humble isn't the easiest thing in the world, is it? It's actually a really hard thing to do. As Kathy mentioned last week, we live in a me-first society that's highly individualistic. So to put others first and to value them above us is it's almost the definition of being countercultural. So before I keep talking, and maybe while we fix this, I want you guys to talk to yourselves about what do you think humility is all about? For you personally, and just generally, what is humility all about? Talk. Go. Hopefully you guys came up with some good ideas. In my opinion, I think that humility is often something that is misconstrued or oversimplified. We get the wrong idea about what humility is from popular culture and social media. So before we go into what humility is, I actually want to go through what humility is not. So firstly, humility is not false modesty. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, what I mean is when you say, say you cook a really good meal or you cook a really good goal in soccer or you do really well in a test or, I don't know, you, you do a really nice performance or something and someone says, hey, wow, that was really amazing. You're fantastic at that. And what you do, instead of accepting the compliment, is you say, oh, no, it wasn't that amazing or it wasn't that great. And what you're doing is you're putting on this persona of, oh, it those compliments don't really matter to me. But really what you're doing is you're just fishing for more compliments, right? I know you've done that, I've done that. We've all been there. We've all done that false modesty trick. That's not what humility is. And secondly, humility is also not self-deprecation. And if you don't know what that is, self-deprecation is when you're talking down on yourself. You're, you're almost insulting yourself. You're making yourself out to be lower than you actually are. And you belittle yourself in your achievements. Often humility gets mixed up with this kind of self-deprecation. But it's not because that seeks to lower our opinion of ourselves in order to give off the impression that we're valuing others more. And that's just not how it works. You see, self-deprecation in general is a harmful thing to do because the more you do it, the more you believe those thoughts and the more it becomes the norm to think of yourself as useless. So when we as Christians are talking about humility, I think it's not just a way of talking less about yourself. What we're talking about actually goes way deeper. So, what is humility? Well, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Philippians 2. And as we look at the beginning of the passage that was just read out, it says that our unity with Christ calls for a replicatory unity within his body or his church. Verses 2 to 4 go through this idealistic checklist. Be like-minded. Have the same love. Be one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather, and here's the kicker, in humility, value others above yourselves. You see, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, we should make every possible effort to keep the unity with each other by bearing with one another in love. And the way we do this is to imitate and have the same mindset as Jesus in our relationships with one another. Humility isn't just some competition to see who can talk about themselves the least or who can pretend that they're the worst at something. Humility is a matter of how we perceive those around us. And it's a conscious decision to value others more than ourselves. Does that make sense? Humility is not a matter of being less. It's a matter of valuing others more. There's a German guy um, with a really fun name to say, uh, 
Dieter F. Uchtdorf, and he says, we don't discover humility by thinking less of ourselves. We discover humility by thinking less about ourselves. It's pretty good. So this takes us into the next part of our passage where we're given the ultimate example of humility. You see, God himself took on the very nature of being a human being. And he actually went one further. He became a servant so that he could die on the cross for us. Now, last week, Cassie spoke about this incredible scene in the gospel accounts of Jesus kneeling down and washing his disciples' feet. And she highlighted how this scene encapsulates perfectly the image of a servant. It's no wonder that it also gives us an incredibly real picture of what it means to put on humility. Just imagine Jesus for a second, who's above all else and is our rightful king. Imagine him choosing to kneel down and wash the mud, dirt, and grime off their feet. Better yet, imagine the king coming down from his throne in heaven so that he can be hung up to die on a cross and clean us from our sinful mud, dirt, and grime. If, if you need an image of humility uh, so that you know what we're talking about, there's two of them. You see, because Jesus is the ultimate example of humility. And unity with him, as Christians, calls for us to reflect his humility in our own lives and in our own relationships with one another. I actually want to ask you a question. If you know Jesus, and if you don't, that's fine. What's one part about him that you absolutely love? And once you have that, how can you share that with the people around you? It's an important question, and I think maybe we should talk about it afterwards. So, what does humility actually look like? So I'm confident you guys can easily come up with some ways to show humility. Not that hard. So when I challenge you, uh, I, I want to challenge you all, uh, that after, after I'm done speaking, after we've done and everything tonight, to actually have those conversations with each other. How can we be showing humility in our own lives, whether we go to school or work or uni? Also asking, how do we show humility here as well? But I'm up here, and so I want to give you some of my thoughts on this as well. So I have three thoughts, and the first one I've titled, Be a Servant. You see, because we lead, connect, and serve out of how we see ourselves in relation to God and to others. And when we talk about having a humble relationship with those around us, we actually have to realize our place before God first. Everything we do should be out of how we relate to Jesus and as a reaction to the realization that he is our almighty king. And the Bible says that we love because God first loved us. We serve, act, and interact with others through Jesus, who is our king, and what he's done in saving us, and the conviction that he's placed on our hearts as his people. So I think it's fair to say that the way in which we show humility is an extension of that, yeah? We're to be humble because we know our place before God's throne as his servants. We know the love that he has for us. And we are to share this love and knowledge with everyone around us. One of my favorite passages is 1 Peter 5. And in it it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, so that he may lift you up in due time. And this passage doesn't stand alone. It's echoed throughout the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. James chapter 4, verse 10 says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Because the Bible says that God created all things. And if you've been in church for a while, that shouldn't be too surprising. The Bible says God created all things and that he continues to hold everything together. He knows all things. He's above all things. He is sovereign, holy, and righteous. He is good, loving, and gracious. There are a lot of words that we can use to try to describe God, but in reality, he's so much greater than anything we can imagine. And every time we try to put God into that descriptive box, we fall short. 
Whereas we are people who are currently part of a group of about 8 billion on a rock in space, and we're so small in comparison to God and the stars and the planets that he's made. The Bible actually says that in comparison to God, we are like grass that grows one day and the next is thrown into the fire because God is eternal and we live probably maybe about 80, 90, 100 years if you're lucky. You see, because we're prone to making mistakes and messing up. All throughout the Bible are accounts of people disobeying God and they're not alone because we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Maybe you can even think of a time recently when you've messed up, you've hurt someone or done something wrong. And yet, the mystery of grace is that God has forgiven us. The one who has created and sustains all of life has forgiven us because he loves us that much. I kind of picture a puppy that has just peed on the carpet in the, in the living room. I mean, you come home, take your shoes off, and you walk in the living room, and then you step on something wet, and you go, oh, that's not good. You stepped in the pee, and you see a dog, or just the, the puppy, sitting in the corner, kind of cowering, those, those are dogs, kind of know what I'm talking about. They, they, like, they look innocent, but you know they're guilty. And they're going, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean to go. I, was just, I needed to go to the bathroom, and I saw that was a good spot. Anyway, and the thing is, you can't blame them because they're a dog, and they need to go to the bathroom, so they'll go to the bathroom wherever they can. And I think it's the same for us, because when we make a mistake, we're like that puppy that's cowering in the corner. We've made the mistake. It's, it's our fault. Whereas God is the one who cleans up the urine, he cleans up the mess, and he embraces us with love and affection. You see, it's so important that you know your place with God first so that you can connect relationally and humbly with others. And it's so important that you know that so that you can show them the love that you've been showing yourself. So that's first, be a servant. Secondly, I have be a learner. Now, in preparation for tonight, I was talking to a friend on Friday about ways we can show humility, and he said something that actually struck me quite a bit. He said that he thinks the most important thing is to be a learner. Now, often it's hard to be humble because it implies that we don't know what we're talking about, we don't really know what's going on. And that can be pretty tough when you've put in the hard hours to learn that thing or to get good at that skill. But have you ever had a conversation with someone about something who's like incredibly smart or incredibly talented in that area, but while you're talking to them, they're asking for your thoughts and they're probably listening to you? It's almost as if even though they know more than you, your opinion matters to them more. An example of that in my own life is, so last year I did this gap year program at Bible College called Plunge. Shameless plug, you guys should all do it. And in that program we had these leaders, and one of these leaders stood out to me. They're all fantastic people, but one of them stood out to me because from the first day that I met him, he was just, he was, first of all, he was really easy to talk to. He, he asked great questions, and he really, really listened to you. But I remember one time, he actually like really opened up, and he was super vulnerable with us. This guy was probably twice my age, I don't actually know how old he is. And he was super vulnerable. He was, he was sharing his anxieties, his worries with us. And I remember thinking, man, this guy does not have it all together. Does he even know what he's talking about? Why is he leading us if he's got all these worries himself? This, this, seems, like, this seems like this shouldn't be how this is working. But as the year went on, every single time he taught us, every single time he took us out for an experience somewhere, he blew my mind with his knowledge of the Bible. He would literally, no, he wouldn't literally, but he would tear the Bible apart and then he would like stick it back together in such a beautiful and impactful way. Now this is a guy who he's gone through all of Bible college, he's done his studying, he's done his assignments, he's pastored a church, he's planted his own church as well, so he knows what he's talking about. And when I first met him, I thought that he didn't. 
But you see, I was fooled because what he decided to do was he decided to be a learner. And by that I mean he decided to listen to me. Because to him, what was more important was making that connection with me. What was more important than showing off and flexing his own knowledge was valuing me. He, what was more important to him was valuing me. That's humility, right? It's not that you're pretending to be bad at something. It's when you're willing to set aside your own accomplishments and take on a posture of learning and actually being present with people so that you can learn from them and so that they can feel valued. Some of the wisest people that I know are also the most humble. So that's be a learner. And lastly, I have be a friend. Humility is in no way something that I get right all the time. I could probably spend a while standing up here telling you a lot of stories of, in hindsight, I've gone, oh, I really shouldn't have said that, or I really should have been a lot more humble in that, but that's okay. It's not confession, so I'm not going to do that for you. But I remember there was one time when I consciously tried to exercise humility, and look, to be honest, it was actually an amazing experience for me. Now, this is really relevant, so if there's any year 12s here, thanks for coming, that's great, you should be studying, but it doesn't matter. Because it was in the middle of my HSC when this happened, so I was studying in the library at school, and if you, if you know anything about me, you know that I leave everything to the last minute, and so I had not studied for this test, I think it was a history test, and so I had a lot of dates to remember, a lot of quotes to memorise, I had to remember a whole bunch of stuff, so I was stressing out in the library, it was about an hour or two to go before the exam started. And so I was stressing out, I did not have enough time, I was highlighting, I was taking notes, I was reading stuff, closing my eyes, trying to memorise it, and then my friend comes in and they said that they needed to talk to me about something that was really hard going on in their lives. And, I mean, I, I had a test in an hour or two, I, I really need to keep studying. But I remember this thought came into my head, and it, it said something along the lines of, what's more important, that you pass and study this test, or that you sit with this person and help them go through what's going on in their life. So I closed my book and went out and had a conversation with this person while we ate lunch. And I won't go into any detail about what we talked about, but I have to say that talking to them was one of the best decisions I've ever made. You see, I, I don't know if what I said to him was helpful at all in dealing with what was going on. I don't even know if he remembers having that conversation now. But for me, it was a de really defining moment because I realised that what was most important was to value this guy above my own needs, to love him and to encourage him. I actually often think back to this moment, because for me, that was a time when God was showing me what it means to love someone properly. When I first got up here, I said that being humble isn't easy, and I wasn't lying when I said that, because sometimes being humble is sacrificial, and it isn't easy. But what it does is it puts into perspective what's most important, and it shows others the love that we've been shown from God. Being humble is one of the greatest honours we can give to people because we're present with them and we genuinely value what they have to say. I wonder, are there any places in your life that you feel like God is calling you to show more humility? Are there any people that you need to value more? Just quickly, I don't have this written down in my notes, so sorry if it doesn't make sense. I actually want to talk about a very specific prayer that we can pray when it comes to humility. It's a prayer that's often talked about as being a dangerous or a scary prayer. It's also one that I've prayed a few times in my life, and I can testify that it is a scary prayer to pray. Basically, it's, God, please humble me. And the reason why it's scary is because often after you've prayed that, life won't be easy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's God letting you be humbled 
and sometimes that means you go through hardships, sometimes it means you go through trials. But what I have to say is, as hard as it is, it's so worth it to pray that prayer. Every single time I've prayed it, look, it might have been a week later, it might have been a few months later, it might have been a year later, every single time I've come out a better person who's learned so much more about what it means to appreciate other people, what it means to appreciate what God's given me. So if you're sitting there going, man, I, I honestly don't know if I value other people more than myself. I think maybe I might be a little bit selfish or vain or conceited. Then I want to I encourage you to actually pray that prayer. It's scary, yeah, but I mean, so is the rest of life, right? <laughs> Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you, to the interests of others. You see, humility is valuing others above yourself. It's about realising your place in the context of God's grace. And it's reflecting that same humble love he's shown us to others by connecting with them and loving them as our top priority. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, I want to thank you so much for what you've done for us. By coming to earth as a human being, by coming to earth as a servant, you showed us exactly what it means to be humble, exactly what it means to love others. Thank you for this love that you've shown us. Thank you for this new life that you've shown us. And Lord, I pray for every single one of this room. God, I pray that you would help us all to realise what it is you've done for us and realise what it means to truly be humble and value others more. Amen.